Global Business News 24 hours a day at Bloomberg.com, the Radio Plus mobile app, and on your radio. This is a Bloomberg Business Flash. From Bloomberg World Headquarters, I'm Charlie Pellet. Final hour of trading here on a Monday. The Dow, the S&P, NASDAQ, all advancing in this update is brought to you by Sector Spider ETFs. Why buy a single stock when you can invest in the entire sector? Visit SectorSPDRS.com or call 1-866-SECTOR-ETF. Technology shares bouncing today. S&P up for a second a day. S&P picking up four now to 24.29. That's a gain of two-tenths of one percent. Investors are awaiting this week's second quarter earnings reports for more evidence that economic growth is back on track. The Dow up 20 points now to 21,435, up one-tenth of one percent. NASDAQ up 29 to 61.82, a gain there of five-tenths of one percent. Gold up 360 the ounce up three tenths of one percent to twelve thirteen. The ten year up uh, four thirty seconds with a yield of two point three seven percent. And West Texas Intermediate crude up twenty two cents uh, a barrel to forty four forty five, up five tenths of one percent. Investors are awaiting this week's second quarter earnings reports for more evidence that economic growth is back on track. Jim McCoggan is the chairman and CEO of Principal Global Investors. But I think what a move towards America first rather than multinational institutions, multilateral institutions. I think what that does is introduce more tail risk and expand the funnel of doubt in the economy. It maybe makes uh, problems in Korea a bit more likely. It maybe makes uh, issues with credit in Europe a bit more likely. There are some banks in Europe that don't look so good. Abercrombie and Fitch has terminated talks with potential acquirers, dashing hopes of investors who saw a takeover as the best way to rescue a retailer struggling to rekindle its appeal with shoppers. Abercrombie and Fitch down 20.3%. Recapping, stocks higher. S&P up four, a gain there of two-tenths of one percent. I'm Charlie Pellet, and that's a Bloomberg Business Flash. All right, Charlie, thank you very much. You're listening to Bloomberg Markets. Carol Master, my co-host Corey Johnson uh, at Amazon headquarters. We're going to check in here with him a little bit later on. But meantime, I do want to talk about uh, the economy, economic news on tap for this week, along with what's going on in the markets. Danny Berger with us, markets reporter at Bloomberg News. Yelena Shuleteva, our senior U.S. economist at Bloomberg Intelligence, our in-house group of analysts watching the economic front. And Yelena, let me start with you because Janet Yellen, this is uh, a week that we're going to hear from the Fed chairman. Absolutely. So Federal Reserve Chair uh, Janet Yellen's seminal testimony uh, before Congress will be the dominant focus of uh, market participants this week. So uh, we know that uh, the Fed gave us all the details about what they would like to do with the balance sheet, but uh, they never told us when they're going to start. The devil is in so, the details. Exactly. So that's why the critical focal points of her remarks will be uh, the start date of the balance sheet unwind. Do you really think she's going to give it this time? Uh, she may hint uh, at what we should expect and when we should expect it, but uh, in the minutes they really told us that they will announce it in the statement, in the FOMC statement. So that's why at Bloomberg Intelligence we think that uh, the July statement uh, is... Uh, you know, deserves very close attention because they might announce the balance sheet unwind in the July statement. July 26th is our right. next FOMC and, decision. And then uh, probably start the actual process sometime in October so that to give the markets a little bit of uh, time to digest it. 
spoon feed. Absolutely. Danny Berger. Yes. She's got her glasses on. She's packed. To, she's, she's ready to go. <laughs> ready to be academic today, for be sure. Be academic for us. What's interesting about today's trade? Uh, looking at tech for sure. Uh, in keeping with, uh, the academic theme. So, uh, the breadth of tech stocks gains right now is looking pretty optimistic. Uh, stealing this stat from colleague Heather Burke, uh, about 84% of tech stocks are above their 200, uh, daily moving average. Uh, which is a pretty positive development considering what tech has done before. Pretty broad base, too. Yeah, when we keep, absolutely. We keep saying the FANG stocks, but it's, mm-hmm. it's not just the FANG stocks. Exactly. So today, it's, I mean, NASDAQ 100 as a whole. It's not just those uh, FANG stocks that are really pushing everything up, which I think gets to a lot of concerns. Uh, you know, when you only have a few stocks that are lifting up the market, and then you get those days like we had over the past several weeks where Amazon – Facebook, you name it, those big cap, uh, mega cap stocks rather, really feeling some pain and brought down the whole market with it. But now, not only are those coming back, but like I said, it's it's a good breadth of tech stocks that are really helping the market gain today. You mentioned earnings earlier, and there's a fun story by Cecile Vanucci uh, of Bloomberg News, and she says, while market turbulence increased across asset classes last week, stock investors are about to embark on one of the calmest earnings seasons in history. And she cites specifically the VIX, which closed Friday at 11.19, its lowest level since 2006, one week before J.P. Morgan Chase's results and almost 45% below its average level in the past decade ahead of the event. So people are like, whoa, I'm kind of mellow. Yeah. Well, so one thing that I think some people like to say that this will explain it, uh, you know, that whole passive active war that, that we always talk about. Right. So one of the theories is that because passive investing is so popular right now that that keeps things calm, which also means that people aren't paying as much attention to fundamentals or just investing in the index. So when it comes time for earnings, you're entering it in an environment where there's not much volatility. People have not been paying attention to the individual stocks. Then companies start releasing earnings. Right. And that makes things actually even more volatile. So in, in on one hand, you could say, all right, things are calm. People not so worried heading into earnings, or you could say, uh, you know, there's been a structural shift in the market that actually is going to make things more volatile when we head into earnings. We shall see. Hey, um, Yelena, let me bring you back in here. Uh, analysts are calling for a 6.3% profit increase uh, at the S&P 500 index companies in the second quarter. That compares with a 14% jump in the first three months of the year. So earnings, you know, still growth, but not as uh, robust, if you will, that we saw in the first quarter. Um, what are you watching out for this economic so, uh, or this quarterly earnings season? Uh, so for uh, in terms of uh, macroeconomic uh, view, that really means – uh, that consumer will continue to dominate uh, the landscape in terms of uh, uh, how uh, they will lead growth, uh, how they will help growth this year. So it's going to remain the dominant force, and uh, businesses will probably just provide some support. Until we see some robust growth in corporate earnings, we, they will probably not engage uh, as much uh, in terms of business investment. So... That's kind of the same kind of picture of uh, consumer-driven 
uh, economic growth this year. Yeah, and Danny, I'm kind of just curious what companies are going to be saying about, you know, here we are, how many months into a new administration, right. expectations for something, you know, yeah. and then things have kind of changed. Right, and, and, and you mentioned back. this earlier, how there's just so much hesitation mm-hmm. to do anything from these companies when they don't know what's coming out of Washington. Uh, but I, but I'm curious if that has changed. If people are saying, look, Maybe we're not going to get anything. It's going to be delayed. So let's go ahead and make some decisions with that being the the sort of environment we're working with. We're not going to see anything big coming out of Washington. So maybe we're, we feel comfortable making decisions. Or is it going to be the same thing we've heard uh, since the election that they're still waiting for policy to come out of Washington? And we've I, certainly seen M&A activity you know, oh yeah. moving quite along. So companies are making decisions about doing deals. Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, you know, they're but at the same token, you know, how is this administration going to treat deals? Are they going to be mm-hmm. easier to get through? I think that some of that we are still waiting for. Um, you know, of course, we had that huge Walgreens uh, Boots Alliance deal fall apart, uh, which was obviously disappointing for a lot of players in that. Right. Um, but I think, again, like you were saying, the pickup in, in deals is a good indication that uh, some uh, companies do feel a bit more emboldened. All right. Stuff to watch. We're going to watch retail sales just quickly. Yelena. Absolutely. At the end of the week, the frequency of economic data picks up. Uh, mm. Key economic releases, including CPI and retail sales. Uh, the headline number for retail sales will probably be a weak number, but watch for control group sales. That's what's key, and it goes into national accounts. I'm not shopping. That's what I'm telling because my husband <laughs> might be listening. Uh, Danny Berger, thank you so much. Markets reporter at Bloomberg News in our Bloomberg 1130 studio, along with Yelena Shaletova, senior U.S economist at Bloomberg Intelligence. Bloomberg Markets brought to you by CBOE VIX Options and Futures. Volatility can be harnessed with CBOE VIX Options and Futures. See disclosures and learn more at cboe.com slash powerful outcomes VIX. You are listening to Bloomberg Radio, Bloomberg Markets. It is time, though, for a check on your latest world and news headlines. Once again, Nathan Hager in our Bloomberg 991 newsroom in Washington. Hi, Nate. Hi, Carol. Donald Trump Jr. says he is happy to work with the Senate Intelligence Committee. That tweet came from President Trump's eldest son after he acknowledged meeting last year with a Russian lawyer who claimed to have dirt on Hillary Clinton. Bloomberg's Irv Chapman picks up the story from there. As the Senate Intelligence Committee prepares to question officials of the Trump campaign, Senator Jack Reed said the latest report of a meeting with an influential Russian is more grist for the probe. The whole pretense of the meeting was to get information from the Russian government, their alterious to Hillary Clinton. That's essentially going to a foreign power and asking for help in the election. Committee member Susan Collins made a similar statement. Trump Jr. said the information was fishy. The lawyer was apparently lobbying against sanctions on Russians accused of human rights violations. Irv Chapman, Bloomberg Radio, Washington. The White House says it is confident Republican lawmakers can repeal and replace the Affordable Care Act before next month's August recess. Legislative Affairs Director Mark Short says the Senate bill is being amended to win enough GOP support. Bloomberg National political reporter Sahil Kapoor says if they can't get it done this month, Republicans will have more pressing matters to attend to. By the end of September, they'll have about two and a half weeks to do this. They have to fund the government to prevent a shutdown. Uh, they have to extend the children's health care program, um, and they have to extend flood insurance. Now, sometime shortly after that, they have to raise the debt limit, which is a very painful vote that Republicans hate to take. Politico reports Majority Leader Mitch McConnell hopes to unveil a fully amended health care bill by this Thursday. Global News, powered by more than 2,700 journalists and analysts in more than 120 countries. I'm Nathan Hager. This is Bloomberg. Bloomberg.